0: You're listening to the Monday Christian Podcast. Well, Dave, back again we're here for part two of our conversations. Good to have you back, and uh, hey, you should stick around. You should stick around and, uh, and make this a
1: regular thing. Hey, man, um, and you know, you know, we chatted a lot about this, but just for the, the listeners and uh, the tens and tens of you that were disappointed that uh, I haven't been on the last few months, uh, Ezra and I did not have a falling out. In fact, in some ways, uh, I think... Yeah, uh, we're we're probably closer in some ways. Just uh, man, he's been such a good friend to me over the last few months. Um, um yeah, and uh, I just I felt like going. Uh, you know, we moved. If you if you listened to last week's, we we moved in July, and I felt like going into that about six months before that. God really was moving me into a time of like. David, you need to be quiet for a little bit. <laughs> and it started just with some innocuous things, getting off of social media, uh, Facebook, and and uh, not because I'm such a great holy person or something, but it just was like, he was like, you just need to like shut up for now. And in a very kind way, he didn't say it like that. But I, I sensed that it was just time for me to back away from this for a bit. And uh, just so you know, I'm not opposed to, you know, in a month or two or three, kind of reconsidering, and Ezra and I still chat a lot, so um, this this will be the last one for at least a few months, but uh, I want you to know it. means a lot to me that you all uh, listen, tune in, ask questions. I've been blessed by so many emails, and even in-person chats when people see me, and uh, sometimes it costs me for my hot takes that aren't very good, or my love <laughs> of the Michigan Wolverines, go blue. That's right. Um, but yeah, uh, as it's been a, a blessing to be a part, and we'll see what God has in the future, man. Today we're looking at Hebrews, and uh, just wanted to chat. So last week we talked a little bit about
0: Genesis, and how, you know how does Genesis help us see through the cross, the you know understand the cross, and so in our daily devotional we've been going through the book of Hebrews. And we just started it, so next week we have uh, a guy by the name of Gary Cockrell or Gareth Cockrell, and he's just a fantastic. He's written a fantastic yeah. commentary on Hebrews, and just has so much insight, way more than we'll ever be able to get to. Um, yeah. In the short time that we have together. But one of the things I wanted to do, to do Dave, was just kind of look back. And last week we talked about, you know, um, when we read the Old Testament, how do we see Jesus there? But I'd yeah. also like to talk about when we read the New Testament, um, how do we understand The Old Testament, how does it help us understand those passages that came before? And so that's one of the discussions that I wanted to have. Uh, Let me just read a passage of Scripture here. Hebrews 1 says, "...long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also He created the world." He's the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. Dave, when you listen to a passage like that or read it, why does that strike you, and why would it be so impactful as you would Share that with others.
1: Yeah, so I was actually talking, yeah, I was actually preaching uh, not too long ago and just sitting with some of this because it's like we have the scriptures and they're so amazing. We have the prophets, you know, and if he, if he was, you know, if you were a Jewish audience, you'd have a high view of the, of the, of the of the scriptures, you know, the law, the prophets, the writings, and so like we have this the very words of God to us. And he's like, But I did one better, you know, in the last days I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the living word. This whole book's pointing to him. And I think this is one of those it for me in, in the New Testament it's like every time I read this I just get chills. Um because he you see such a connection between the words that the prophets were writing. And of course, if you go through Hebrews, I'm sure we might get into it later, but just how much of Hebrews is just quoting the first Testament, right? There's so many. And I I think one of the good things I would say is like, get a good study Bible because you can get in the margins. uh, And then as you, uh, you know, he says it. Says it. Says over and over and over again. There's just so many quotations, allusions to the first testament. Clearly, the unknown author of Hebrews like knew his knew the scriptures very well, the Hebrew scriptures. And yeah, it just it blows your mind. As good as the scriptures are, all of this is pointing us to the living Word, who's up upholding the universe by the word of His power.
0: You lose sight of that, and you lose sight of reality. You know, yep. it's it's amazing. And one uh, so last. Uh, fall, I took a Bible study group and we just, just a couple guys, right? And we just went through the book of Hebrews together. And I don't know how much it ch- changed them, but it was helpful for me because uh, books like Hebrews are, um, they're kind of like the, those books that just kind of solidify reality for you. Yeah. they help you put things in context. Yeah. And Hebrews does many different things, but it helps us understand how to read the Old Testament. That's, that's a big part of it, I would yeah. say. Um, but it also helps us understand who Christ is, who, who Jesus is, and why he uh, is better. You know, I think the kind of the theme of Hebrews is that Jesus is greater. And you just see that theme over and over and over again. And it, one of the reasons that's so life-giving is that we have so many obstacles in our lives right that we face, so many yeah. problems that we sometimes bring to God and all of those problems tend to do one thing to diminish uh, the supremacy, the the awesomeness yeah. of Christ yeah. right and one of the primary goals of the Christian life is to reorient our focus and get us back on that and understanding. Yeah who Jesus is, and that as we understand that, and our problems come into focus, um, then
1: reality makes sense. Yeah. Over and over again, I feel like you're kind of relearning this again, like, Christ is enough, Christ is sufficient, Christ is above all principality. I love, you know, we talked a little bit last week about seeing Jesus in the First Testament. It's interesting how the writer just grabs so many things, you know, um, and, and just like, yeah, you, y'all might have thought that was about David and how the the king, the enemies are going to be made a footstool, but actually that was about the Messiah, and oh, by the way, he's here. Like, there's just so much. I love reading the Psalms now because you see all these little snippets, and you're like, oh, that that was sort of about David, or sort of about the king's guy, or the king's, you know, God's man is the king, but really, that was that's talking about Jesus. You know, and so you see that over and over and over again, uh, even in the first few chapters, there's just so much... Um, that it's pointing us to Christ and his sufficiency. I want to read a text
0: here. So Elbin, uh, my friend Elbin Nadelko, so he's from Albania. He says, uh, if I read, it, read the Bible as a duty, I miss the whole point. Uh, I kind of become legalistic. But when I go there to discover Jesus, my, my love um, and my uh, and, and develop my relationship, it's a different thing. Suddenly it becomes alive with the help of the Holy Spirit, and I can't get enough of it you know, here's a question for you. We touched on this a little bit last week, but when you read the book of Psalms and you see over and over again, delight yourself in God, right? Enjoy God. And to an outside observer, that's such bizarre language. It sounds a little bit weird, right? We wouldn't talk about any other book that way. Uh, you know, delight yourself in God's word. Um, but that's the imagery that's used. Um, I know there's times that you read God's word and you don't feel that way. Yeah, how do you get there?
1: Yeah, great question. First of all, because I wish um, every it's, it's, relationships are built over time. Not every every morning do I wake up. I'm sure Jessica doesn't wake up every morning, my beautiful wife, and think, "Oh, I feel married today." I'm just so happy. You know, like there there's a lot of things where feelings are. Uh, I think one of our our guests said that they're a, they're a great caboose, but a lousy engine, right? And so there are some times where you're where, where you feel a certain way for various reasons. You didn't get enough sleep. you didn't have an exercise, you didn't eat well the night before. like there's just like we're just we're embodied souls. so like we're we're touched by the the humanity of us all and the effects of the fall. Um but I think I think his point is a good one because. There's a way of reading the Bible that's just really uncompelling to me. Like I'm looking for data here. I got to get some facts. I got to get some more facts, you know. I got to get some facts for my day as or even just reading it for like a moral compass, okay? The Bible has a lot to say about ethics and morals, but it, ultimately it's it's not it's not just a it's not like Aesop's fables, right? This is a a living document that is supposed to point us to Christ. And when when we when we kind of lean into some of that relational reality, I think it makes it easier. Not every day is easy, you know? Not every day is easy. Not every day is easy. But I think that that mindset really matters. Like, this is God speaking to me. We're we're sitting down for coffee and having a conversation. And to that end, I think you could do things that practically make it easier, you know? Drink your morning coffee. Enjoy enjoy some, if you're, I'm a music distraction guy, so I don't use music, but I know some people that listen to music while they, while they read God's word or sing a hymn or read through hymnals or ancient prayer. Like I'm just all in to try like a lifelong pursuit of saying like, how have people over time communicated with God who are Christian, you know, and, and learning things from them.
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting how you can have someone who, who is very knowledgeable about Scripture, but it's just very evident that there's not a deep relationship there. Yeah. I think of one, one uh, a pastor, right? Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, and wrote a number of books, very influential, probably, I don't know, 10,000 people went to his church, um, came out. He had an eight-long-year affair, right? It's just Help. like, what, what in the world? And in the yeah. meantime, people are being changed, in his church, yeah. people are coming to Christ, and it's hard to wrap your mind around how how something that, like that can happen, right? Yeah. And but reading reading the Bible through the lens of Jesus and realizing that he's the central character, and it's not all these people, it helps me understand how I can read Proverbs. Yeah. Say, okay. This was written by Solomon. Solomon had about a thousand wives. You know. Yeah. Concubines, all that deal, right? He he had about a thousand, and uh, but because he was used by God, uh, he has wisdom for my life. Right? Yeah. Moses. Insecurity issues, you know, the whole yeah. murder thing, that wasn't so great. Right? But yet, yet he's going to write a lot of the, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. Right? And mm-hmm. We get this over and again, Paul, so forth. And and it just reemphasizes that point that, you know, the Bible isn't just this collection. And this is one of the, you know, probably one of the reasons that I wrote the Daily Devotional that we've been going through with a number online is, is that, Many devotionals, I feel like, are written kind of in the, in the format of, like you mentioned, Aesop's fables. Yep. Here's a little truth about God today, and I don't want to knock this, because th- this stuff can be helpful, but here's it is. one it little is. nugget, right? Yeah. But uh, to me, if that's that's great, and I have that stuff, I have that stuff in my nightstand, I go to that. But if that's all we ever do, if we never yeah. go deeper than that, then the Bible just kind of becomes this collection of inspirational saying that's sayings that's... Not really much more than anything else. We have to... That's a great starting point, but we have to go deeper as well.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, to your point, a lot of fragmenting, a verse here, a verse here, it gives you a lot of truth, but I don't think you see the landscape very well. You know, you might... So I live in Virginia now, and I'm blessed to see this beautiful mountain range. It's a mountain range. You can't miss a mountain range. But if I like zoom in on that random tree and there might be a rock there, I'm not sure, but I've got my binoculars out, I'm going to spend about three years looking at it, you might miss the fact that in the, the, the mountain range is Jesus. As, here's a great example, Psalm 1, you know, blessed is the man that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, sit in the way of the sinners, or sit in the sea of the scornful. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and the Lord meditates day and night, he'll be blessed, the ungodly aren't so. We have this contrast, and so a surface reading would be like, hey, you need to meditate in God's word so you can live a blessed life, which is true. But seeing Jesus in there, I, th- I think, okay, the blessed man is the one that doesn't do these things and does all these things and meditates and does it. And guess what? We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No one apart from Christ can live this blessed life. Who is this blessed? I would say, like, I see Jesus in Psalm 1. He's the one that actually lives this blessed life in my play. He is the blessed man. So I see Jesus as this blessed man. And because of his victory, now I can participate as well and become a blessed man imperfectly, but increasingly as I walk with him. And it just, the scriptures take on a whole different flavor. And You can roll into Psalm 2. If you can't see Jesus in Psalm 2, uh, something wrong with you, okay? There's just a different compelling way to see this. I, as If I can be so blunt, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this. I, I was thinking about it. But it's kind of like... I feel like reading the scripture so flat and sort of just like looking for moral nuggets is sort of like talking about sex in terms of like strictly biological terms. Like, it's not untrue, but like, you're really missing something, buddy. And I'm sorry if we have young people in our audience that just offended or something. But like, the truth is... This amazing union between a man and a woman is a lot more than biology, and if you just focus on biology, you actually miss a ton of the beauty and joy and all of these and the intimacy. And I think the same way as we come together and read the scriptures, it's so much more than like getting the data. And like of course, good language study and all this helping us understand this, helping us understand what God is saying to us, all of those things are important, but it's not the end goal. Yeah.
0: So the structure for the daily devotional right now is we're going through Genesis, and then now uh, we've finished up with—or we're going to—we took a pause, and we're going to Hebrews, then we'll go back Genesis. But on the weekends, on Saturdays, we're looking at Proverbs. Sundays, we're looking at Psalms. Um, you mentioned the Psalms. How do you read those
1: differently today? Oh, man. Oh. yeah. I, I, I look for Jesus one way, you know. Here, here's the—it was funny. I was talking to somebody the other day. I have the Dwell Bible app. I love it. Yeah, psalms Probably my favorite Bible app. Yeah, right? 30 bucks a year. I get probably 20 to 25 different voices and versions of the scriptures. I can put music, hymns, piano and cello, nothing, chants, church chimes. It's, it's, there's so many options to listen. And because the Psalms were, were essentially the, the Israelite hymn book, right? And so I was having this conversation. I was like, you need to do this. And they were like, 30 bucks a year? that's a lot of money. And I'm like, not, not for like conversing with God. It's not, that's like three times to McDonald's and McDonald's is pretty mid. It's not that good. It's like twice to right? Starbucks. Yeah. 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 I used to be called four bucks. Right. But now it's like 10 bucks. Um, but like, it's like, you have to, you have to invest if you're going to find value in it. So I think that's just like a practical thing, but just, you know, the ancient commentary on scripture or the, the, I can't remember the name of it now, but it's essentially the early Christian Bible, so it's like the study notes are from early, earlier Christians, probably first four centuries or so. So as I read through a psalm, I can look at these notes of these folks who are very likely to see Jesus in a lot of them, and then also uh, there was a book on my shelf back there somewhere uh, called Seeing Christ in the Psalms. and that has been valuable for me. So that whole thing about Psalm One, Jesus is the blessed man that lived this life that we didn't live, and He's given us the example like how to do this, and the strength and power by His Spirit to do it. Like I didn't get there by myself. I got there by reading the wisdom of others, and I think all of those things together um, have made have made and just listening, just listening for enjoyment. Like I I don't have to find a nugget every day. I think sometimes it just puts the anxiety and pressure that some people, and I've done for many years, that every day I have to find some new insight. And I'm just like, no, there's great value in just hearing God speak. I'm just sitting having a conversation with God. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm talking too much and also kind of sounding weird, but I really, I don't feel like if I I read Psalm 3 today. So I'm going through the Psalms right now, prayed through, uh, Daniel Henderson's resource on the Psalms. Very helpful. Not anything life-changing today, but salvation is from God, his blessing is upon his people. And I just thought about all the ways that God has visited his blessing upon me and my family and the people I know, and it was a wonderful time. I don't know that I came away learning some new Hebrew word this morning, and that's really okay.
0: So, David, one of the questions I, I had, you know, we would always ask this to guests that came on the podcast— how did you first come to faith in Christ? What yeah. did that journey look like for you?
1: Yeah, so I uh, went to a church camp. I was 9 or 10 years old. I think I, re- that I remember the f- really for the first time maybe just realizing like, hey, I'm a sinner and I need Jesus. And I would say um, that was a, a life-changing moment. <clears throat> Struggled a lot with guilt. I was a sensitive kid. Uh, I just remember, and I just remember kind of just like, Forget it. I was my junior year of high school and I was just a lot of, I don't know, I think I might have been an angry kid under the surface. I don't know. But uh, in the summer between my junior and senior year, just a a really watershed moment for me where I was like, I'm going to walk with the Lord. You know, this, I don't know if recommitment, all these funny words we try to kind of quantify relationships, but God was like, is this going to be a life thing? And as you get older, you know, you kind of, see in a deeper way how this is going to affect your future and everything like that and so it was it was quite a moment and then I would say my freshman year of college I was a university student also going to the Bible college you and I both attended uh, part-time and in a service the the speaker uh, was 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 saying do you have a yes sign in your heart for whatever God wants for your life and I kind of realized like following God but like I'm kind of calling the shots still, and God just was like, hey, why don't you let me do that? And I would say from that moment on over the last 20 years, 40, turned 40 last week, um, God has just been changing me, and just, it's been a, sometimes it's like intense moments of sort of self-discovery, like, hey, why do you act like that? Hey, I want to redeem that, I want to restore that, I want to bring my spirit to transform that area of you. And you cooperate. Like, you do the work, but it's Spirit-enabled work. It's I've, I've kind of learned that that just over time, you're formed by what you repeatedly do. And so to that end, you know, Scripture memory and just sitting with God's Word and others who know Him. Like, the Spirit works a lot of times through other people who know Him, and you've been one of those people in my life has. and uh, But just being around other Christians that sharpen you and grow. Um, the last few months, man, have been an intense time of, of growth, and uh, I wouldn't have—it's uh, been some of the hardest moments of my life, honestly, just the transition is, you know, m- a lot better than me, having transitioned several times from the States to Toronto to back and all these things, but man, the narrative underneath all of that is—God is faithful. He's so steady, so sure, so certain— and I often told students, and I feel it more than ever. Like I'm less certain of my future than I've ever been, but I'm more certain of God, and that's that's enough. I don't yeah. have to I don't have to have everything figured out, you know. I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to be the Bible answer man. I can walk with God today. I can have a three foot view. I can love my wife, my family, the people He's connected with. Um, I don't mm-hmm. have to be well known. It just takes the pressure off. I'm just gonna yeah, walk with it God does. today. It does. It's funny how many times
0: you read the Bible and you just see different characters where God just says, "I'm going to put you on pause for twenty years." Yeah. Just and it might be just a verse or two, right? Yeah. Paul, fourteen years, right? Yeah. Moses, uh, okay, let's give you forty, <laughs> right? Just yeah. just casually, right? Yeah. You, you know the, the Israelites, okay, forty years, you can figure some stuff out. Over and over again, that just happens, and you d- sometimes don't understand in the moment why or how, and and I just think people that are listening or watching, and they're maybe going through a season where God maybe isn't as evident as he was maybe in their teens or their 20s, whatever it is, and they're wondering, okay, God, are you evident in my life? And I would just say, who knows? Maybe you're in a waiting season, maybe you're in a holding pattern, and and just double down on your faith and understand what it means to live by faith and and just um, immerse yourself in God's Word, immerse yourself in, in the stories of Scripture where you see yeah. so, the ways that God's work, and immerse yourself in the lives of great writers, speakers, people that have experienced suffering and have come out the other side of it, experienced prolonged wait times and have come out the other side yeah. of it, you know, th- things like that, and it, and it really um, it gives new energy to your faith.
1: Yeah, and, uh, as, as you and I have talked about this at length, not on here, but just... God is so good. He's he's the Lord, the Lord, merciful and gracious, but he's also the Lord. Like he he's not even obligated to give me an answer. I think sometimes it's like, well, on the backside of this, I kind of understood why God was hitting pause. Or, you know, I think in this season for me, as I've shared with you, has been a lot, it's been a lot of questions. There's been a lot of questions for the Lord, and not a ton of answers at this point. Not like, you know, but it was like, I'm enough. And you can you can take that to the bank. And I would say to people that are in that season, just do the next right thing. And even as simple as like making your bed, like do the next do this do the next right thing. If you're gonna exercise today because you're an embodied soul and it's healthy, like do that. Do the next right. You're not gonna feel like it all the time. but like stack up by God's grace relational wins with your family, with him, Not every day is gonna... You don't have to find a new nugget in the Scripture every day. The habit of talking with the Lord and allowing Him to speak to you through the Scriptures is enough. It's enough. And I think just having people have these manageable goals, like, I'm just gonna walk with the Lord today. I'm gonna make decisions by His grace that are full of integrity. I'm gonna be a person of integrity today. Yep. Yeah. Wherever I'm at 20 years, whether I'm not... You know, you and I, you've talked at length about dreams and plans and all the stuff we think we want to (laughs) do. It's in the Lord's hands, and I'm going to walk, I'm going to go home tonight and eat some pizza with my kids and be present. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Not very glamorous, but that's what I'm called to do tonight, and it's okay. Yep. Yep.
0: Great stuff. Well, Dave, thanks for joining us again. We'll have you back on soon, and uh, yeah, thanks for allowing your voice to be heard to our wonderful audience. And hey, gracing us with your presence,
1: <laughs> I love you, brother. And uh, you are a person of integrity. And I've seen you in tough situations make the right decision, not the easy decision. And uh, I appreciate that about you. I want to, I want to follow you as you follow Christ in those kind of uh, areas. And I know that God's great, great things for you and Janan and the four kids. So, uh, man, love you.
0: We'll talk soon. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you all again next week with Gareth Cockrell. Excited to talk with him on the book of Hebrews. If you've got questions, send them my way, and uh, I'll be firing those to him next week. Have a great week, everyone. We'll talk to you you all again soon. Thank you for listening to the Monday Christian Podcast. To support our vision and find new ways to put your faith into action throughout the week, visit themondaychristian.com. That's themondaychristian.com.